911, what's the nature of your emergency? Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and I love mornings like this because instead of me spending hours to myself, I get to share time and space with somebody, and this morning is extra special because I'm sharing it with somebody who I hold very close to my heart. Um, This beautiful woman in front of me is somebody that I actually met at a mastermind, and as you listen to this, if you have not had an opportunity to go and to do a mastermind for yourself, I would highly encourage it because what it does is it exposes you to an environment where you're able to share um, just different modalities and techniques and ways of living and how you you operate as a human being in the world. And without having things like masterminds, I wouldn't be able to meet and then cultivate relationships with people like Miss Sandra Street. Sandra, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so, so happy to have you on here. Um, For everybody who is listening, good morning, good morning, you guys. Sandra is actually a mindset coach and she uses EFT. If you're not familiar, EFT is an emotional freedom technique. It's a modality that people use in order to kind of de-escalate some of the emotions that we're holding inside of us. So she's going to teach us a little bit about her experience and her history with that and working with clients as well as tapping. And a lot of people, I know I myself in particular, was not familiar with tapping at all as a modality for um, something that we can do for self-care. So Sandra, can you just talk to us a little bit about who you are and how you help people? Sure. Um, So I'm Sandra Streit, and I am still working on my certification for EFT just to be fully transparent. It's a very long process, and it should be. Um, They call it like acupuncture without the needles. So if you've ever done acupuncture, it's very, very similar process. And it just helps you feel, like you said, um, feel these emotions in a really safe space. And I think oftentimes we don't get to process um, situations fully. So that's why I love it because it gives you permission and gives your body permission to actually process a discomfort, like something that's discomfort, brings discomfort to you. What is the physical practice of it? What do, what do you do? Um, so the physical practice of it is we tap on um, all the points on the um, basic recipe, which is like nine points. And each of them is tied to a meridian system. So that would mean that they're all tied to a different organ, right? So like if I'm tapping on, I think it's like under the nose is the spleen or I, I don't know that for sure because I don't make us study that, but each point is related to a different organ. So what's really cool, and I just recently learned this, is that when we're tapping on it, we're actually releasing toxins that live in those organs too. So it's pretty cool. Hmm. So it sounds, what comes up for me is it's very similar to when we get a massage and the first thing that they tell you to do is make sure you drink a lot of water after because your body is going to be naturally releasing all the junk. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because that's like one of the mistakes that people make is not drinking water during tapping or after tapping. Hmm. So what in your background would have even led you into deciding to educate yourself on a modality like this? Yeah, um, I guess. Do I have permission to go like fully childhood? Your interview. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, So, yeah, um, I was sexually abused as a child and I didn't start talking about it until I was about 24. 
three. I'm 27 now. So when I first started talking about it, it really just brought up a lot of stuff and I didn't expect that. I just thought like I'd talk about it and like move on with my life and life would be a lot easier and simpler. And that's not my experience. My experience was I talked about it and it brought up everything that I never faced as a kid or as a, a teenager. So what I noticed when I'd go to therapy or when I'd go to get help, um, my body would be really dysregulated and I had no way of regulating it. And at the time I was just super on this holistic path and I was like, I'm not going to go with medicine. So I'm going to try everything before the medicine. Um, so led me down a road of meditation, which I know you're a huge fan of and I, I love. Um, so went down the road of meditation, hit a plateau. Then with the meditation, after that, I started doing breath work, started realizing that that was really helpful. And then from breath work, I had met somebody who knew about tapping and was like, try it. And I looked at her and I was like, that is the silliest thing. You want me to do what? Like, I watched her do it. It was so weird. And I'm just going to pause it. you for a second, because when, when I met you at the Mastermind, you were the first exposure that I had into the realm of tapping to begin with. And I remember um, there was a point in time where we were sitting at a table and I was watching you and you were tapping your wrist. And I remember paying attention to that and almost in awe, just trying to to learn the methods of it. So I, I thought that was, and I guess, absolutely. Like, tapping on your body, like how the heck could that help you? So that, that's so cool. And you're so brave to be able to share a story like that and then to be able to help and inspire so many other people who might be silently carrying a story. 100% I can fully relate. There are people out there that have experienced something in their past, be it something minute um, or something as really catastrophic as, as what you've been carrying for so long. So the fact that when you turn 23, you were able to just change and decide to do something different. And it just makes me wonder what happened at age 23 to where you decided to give yourself that permission. It's a really good question. Um, I was dating somebody who I was head over heels for, and he kept telling me, like, he's like, whatever you're telling me, there's something under this. Mm -hmm. So, like, he was the first person who kind of called me out on my bullshit and was like, hey, like, I can't connect to, to you. There's this, this layer that I'm not getting to, and I feel really disconnected from you. And I wanted nothing more than a future with him. So for me, it was like once I started to really understand that he was going to leave me, I felt very compelled to share it. So he was, I had tried to share it before to people, um, not fully, but some pieces of it. And they weren't listening to me is what the story I was telling myself was like, they're not listening to me. So it's I'm not going to tell anybody because no one's listening to me anyways. And um, so he was the first person I told and he stuck with me for a year after it. And it was hard. And he was the one who was like, you need to go to therapy. You need to get help. You like he took a stand for me and it was super beautiful as much as the relationship didn't work. Right. But got it out of me. And um, I think it was the fear of him leaving that really actually like got it out. And, and, and the fact that he said, Hey, we're not connecting. And I think that for me, like you talk about intimacy and how important that is. It's super important to me and it's one of my values. So it's like the fact that I couldn't feel that with him and he was able to at least tell me, cause I had dated many of men before him um, but he was like the first person that could directly tell me, hey, like, I know that there's something more to this mm -hmm. and I can feel it and sense it. 
Wow. That, yeah. That's beautiful. And um, I'm, I'm wondering if the two of you still have a relationship, be it not intimate anymore. No, no, wow. uh, not at all. <laughs> what, what a gift to be able to receive from somebody coming in and out of your life. That is really incredible. What was your experience with the people in your inner sphere of influence, like your family? Mm-hmm. Like coming out to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was actually, I think I had it lucky because they had already heard um things from other people in my family because I wasn't the only one I was kind of like the last one to say Mm -hmm. anything um so I think in a way I had it lucky where no one denied my reality everyone validated me um where that wasn't necessarily the case in the beginning for everyone um so I think I I kind of like lucked out like I they validated me they heard me they listened um I mean did they coddle me and like give me hugs and all those things that like my like child would have wanted my inner child no but you know i'm an adult and i i knew what i needed to do for myself which was already have those systems in place and like get the help and like i knew that once i told them i needed to have space right away like Mm. i kind of understood myself enough to be like okay once i tell this person i need to have a friend to call Once I tell this person, I need to make sure I have a therapy appointment set up. Once I tell this person, I need to go on a walk. Um, Yeah, but they they were very receptive and just heard me and listened. Yeah, that's super empowering. And I know you're going to teach us some tapping techniques. Sorry, I know you're going to teach us some tapping techniques for us to be able to use on ourselves, which I'm super excited about. Um, But if there's anybody that's listening to this and who's maybe connecting with what you're saying and who's carrying something so dark for themselves and perhaps they don't have um, that beacon of light, that individual to where they're calling them out and they're trying to pull out whatever that darkness is, what advice would you give having gone through something like this yourself? Mm. (laughs) This could bring up a lot of emotions because I'm really realizing that the suffering and silence is just give yourself permission to tell at least one person because suffering and silence is not, it's not going to bring you what you want. And um, for me, it was just like, I th- I don't know. It's, it's something about like that suffering for so long. I, and I, I think that it's a gift that I was able to move through all that pain on my own because now I can meet people at that deep level. Right. But I don't wish that upon anyone. I, I really believe that everyone should give themselves permission to to just ask one person for help. And you don't have to share your whole story. You don't have to go tell everybody, but give yourself permission to ask for help. Yeah. And yeah. not go at it alone. Yeah. That's really, really powerful. And again, I, I truly thank you for sharing such a deep story with us. And now I'm going to kind of give you the floor and you're going to just teach us some some techniques and some tips that we all might be able to practice today and then carry with us for the rest of our lives. Yay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do my best to explain this um, so that people on the on the podcast can follow along. So um, when, we, when we tap on the side of the hand, which is going to be our first point, we tap and we kind of like pat like it's like a baby's bottom or like when you're burping a baby. So you're not like hitting yourself really hard. It's a very gentle yet like works, right? Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. I try to be proactive about questions. It doesn't matter which side of um, you're leading with. So if you're left-handed and you wanna tap on your right 
hand. It's like the part right under your pinky. Okay. And so when you're tapping on this, we usually set up an intention. So setting up an intention, we do, um, we say a phrase and we say it three times. And I'll go through that, but I just want to go through the points first. And then the next point is going to be right where your eyebrow is. I always tell people it's like the bridge of your nose, right where your eyebrow is. And you're going to use two fingers and tap right at the bridge of the, the nose where the eyebrow starts. And then the next point is going to be on the um, side of the eye, right on the bone. Either side, right? Yeah, either side. Some people actually like to tap on both sides so that they have that balance. So what are we doing right now as we're tapping in these points? Um, we're just simulating the... So when we tap on these points, we're accessing the limbic part of the brain. And I know you talk about that a lot. And we're accessing that emotional part of the brain. Okay. Now and we're going under the eye? Yeah, so then the next one is going to be under the eye, right on the bone. And then the next point is going to be under the nose. Sorry, and the middle indent. And then next point is going to be on the chin, so right where you have that indent on your chin. And then the next one's a little bit harder to find, but I believe in all of you. It's <laughs> the collarbone. And it's going to be like half an inch off your collarbone. If you tap around and like use both hands and tap around on both sides, there's like a sore, tender spot. Like if you start tapping around, you're like, ooh, yeah, this spot feels a little bit different. Typically, when you've noticed that, you've found the spot. Okay. And so people will tap with both hands at this point. So you can tap with two hands. You can open up your one hand and simulate one side with a thumb and the other side with like your middle finger. And if you really wanna feel empowered, which I think this group might really like, you can use your fist and you can tap on this, on those points. They like it, I don't know why, but I, I like it. Have you ever done the gorilla breathing technique? <laughs> no. <laughs> this so reminds me of that. Uh, so then the last point, um, well, the second to last point is going to be under the arm. If you go kind of in alignment to where the nipple is, you'll move your hand under your armpit and you'll find another tender area. Um, we hold a lot of shame and guilt and anger in this meridian. I didn't, I don't know which meridian or which organ it's tied to, but we hold a lot of shame and guilt and anger here. And then the next one's going to be at the top of the head. So right in the center of your head. And this is the basic recipe. So if you're following along and you're just doing that, if you open tap, we call it open tapping. If you just tap on those points and don't even say anything, you're still going to drop some of the cortisol level in your body, that stress hormone. Hmm, beautiful. So then where does our mantra or our intention fall into this? Right. So... Um, in the beginning, when we're tapping on the karate chop, or we call it the side of the hand, but some people, it has been called karate chop. We try to stay away from that. Um, when we're tapping on this point, we set up the statement. And then from there, every point after that, we tap. And we just say like what, I, what we call a reminder phrase, which means something that brings us back to the intention. So kind of like when you're meditating, and if you have a mantra, and you're you're constantly going back to that mantra. Can you give us an example of one that you might throw out there? 
Yeah. So if a lot of people are feeling anxiousness, um, what we would do, we can do a whole round on that. So we would start at the side of the hand and you would repeat after me or you can find um, your own words that that resonate with you the most because it's important if you're if you feel anxious that's different than feeling i'm feeling anxiousness right so we identify with language and emotions differently so it's important to use what you're feeling and if you can't identify what you're feeling totally okay a lot of us use um you know stress overwhelm um anxiousness um, that's okay to use those words, whatever resonates with you, I always say. Hmm. Uh, and then one important thing. So people are like, how do I know this is even working? Um, <laughs> so this is super important. I have my own way of doing this, but every practitioner is different. Um, you check in and you get a sud level. Everyone will get a sud level. That's a very common thing. And it's a zero to 10 based on how much discomfort you're feeling. So before you even start the tapping, um, you would want to check in and be like, I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling overwhelmed. And then I like to have people close their eyes and drop into their bodies and kind of let their mind get out of the way and just check in with that number. So for instance, if we're going to do a tapping round on anxiousness, so I'd have everyone, if you feel comfortable, close your eyes. If you're driving, don't do this. <laughs> and you would close your eyes and you would say like anxiousness, like just feeling into like, I'm feeling anxious right now. And if you were to give that a number zero to 10, whatever number bubbles up is typically true, right? Because we're getting out of the head into the body. So even for me right now, I have like a five coming up. And then you just trust that. So if I'm starting at a five, now I'm going to tap. And sometimes the number will go up, which means that there's some layers to it. Hmm. Sometimes the number will drop, which is what we want. We want it to be at like a zero to a two. So is it necessary to go through that entire cycle in the same way that you just did it, starting with the hand? Mm -hmm. So now that we have our sudden, our sudden level, our level of discomfort, we like I'm at a five, um, where are you at, Ashley? With well, for, for everybody who's listening and everybody that's watching. So this is a little ninja hack behind the scenes that I don't share with anybody. But before I hop on any interview like this, I turn on like the coolest song that I know of at the time. And I've just been like dancing around this room for the last three and a half minutes. And then I came on here and we hit live together. So my energy level was like zinging. And I noticed that after. And of course, we didn't check in with these things prior. Um, but I did notice that when we were done with our tapping, I had this very full awareness of my skin and almost like it's a vessel holding everything inside of me. And as woo-woo as that might sound for anybody who isn't used to that type of terminology, that to somebody who is means that like you're fully in your zone. So I thank you for that. Yeah. So let's, do you want to go through a whole round? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So if you don't feel comfortable saying I deeply and completely love and accept myself, you can say I'm willing to when we get to that point, um, because that tells your brain that you're open to mm. doing something new. Our brain does not like to hear like, I'm going to do this. Um, it will, the amygdala will fire off and be like, no. <laughs> so for everybody listening, there's, there's people watching right now. Stop what you're doing. Unless you're driving, pull over. <laughs> Let's just try this because this is a gift that we're giving to ourselves. It's super early in the morning and what better way to start it. So let's go. 
Yay. So yeah, if you haven't already gotten your sub level, we're going to do a round on anxiousness. So get that sub level so that you can close your eyes. You can just tune in. I like to ask people to put a hand on the heart, a hand on their solar plexus, which is right under, right uh, over the belly button and just check in with how much anxiousness you're feeling, taking a big deep breath in, exhaling out of the mouth. <sighs> And then getting that sud level, so feeling into that anxiousness and then opening the eyes. And then we start tapping on the side of the hand. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna lead and Ashley's gonna repeat after me. And if you're listening to this, you would be repeating after me. Um, even though. Even though. <laughs> I feel some anxiousness. I feel some anxiousness. I'm just noticing that. I'm just noticing that. And I deeply and completely. And I deeply and completely. Love and accept myself. Love and accept myself. Even though. Even though. I feel some anxiousness. I feel some anxiousness. I'm just choosing to notice it. I'm just choosing to notice it. And I deeply and completely. And I deeply and completely. Love and accept myself. Love and accept myself. So right now we're tapping on the side of the hand. And we're going to say that statement one more time. So even though. Even though. I feel some anxiousness. I feel some anxiousness. I'm just choosing to notice it. I'm just choosing to notice it. And I deeply and completely. And I deeply and completely. Love and accept myself. Love and accept myself. So now we're going to move to the eyebrow point with two fingers tapping. And we're going to just say feeling some anxiousness. Feeling some anxiousness. And then going to the side of the eye on the bone. Feeling some anxiousness. Feeling some anxiousness. And then going under the eye. Feeling some anxiousness. Feeling some anxiousness. And then taking a big deep breath. Exhaling out of the mouth. <sighs> under the nose. Feeling some anxiousness. Feeling some anxiousness. Going to the point under the chin, on the indent of the chin. This anxiousness. This anxiousness. And then taking another deep breath. Exhaling out of the mouth. <sighs> and then going to the collarbone. Feeling some anxiousness. Feeling some anxiousness. And then right here, we're going to take a big deep breath. If you're feeling it in your body, breathe into those spaces. Exhaling out of the mouth. If you want to make audible sounds, like let yourself do that. We don't normally let ourselves like exhale and make noise. And that's really important. So another big deep breath in. Exhaling out of the mouth. And then the next point is under the arm. Feeling this anxiousness. Feeling this anxiousness. And then top of the head. This anxiousness. This anxiousness. And then big deep breath out. And that is a full round. That's just one round. So imagine doing that for like a whole hour. Oh, man. The first time when you had me tapping underneath my eye and we let out the first big breath, it was like, as, as I was exhaling, a lot of energy came in too. So th that was amazing. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. And I, I always say like this, the reason I love EFT, it, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with like any practitioner. It's your body and your body's like wisdom that it has to release stress or to release, you know, overwhelm or to release these emotions that we often don't want to feel in our discomfort, like bring discomfort it's not me. It's the tool. 
Yeah, and we're such homeostatic creatures. Our bodies want to go back to that state of homeostasis when we're in any kind of situation that makes us feel uncomfortable. So thank you so much for teaching us how to bring ourselves back into that. And before we wrap this up, if somebody wants to learn more about these modalities or how to even work with you, get a hold of you, how do they? Um, they can just reach out to me on, on Facebook. Um, my name under Facebook is Sandra D, or I have my own um Instagram and group and it's tap into your inner child. Beautiful. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing time and space with us and for educating us on something new, something we can take with us. And as you listen to this, my my only advice is to make sure that we don't get the amnesia effect and take tools like this and forget to use them, write them down and keep them as a, as a reference to be able to use over and over again. And Sandra, thank you so, so much for coming in this morning. And I look forward to having you on the show again. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye guys.